All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Thursday, July 6th of 2023. Here, looking ahead, we have a six-game MLB main slate. The John Deere Classic is underway. Good luck to all of you in your weekend-long and showdown contests here for PGA. And then we also have Wimbledon still going on, uh, you know, through the next 10 days here. So plenty of DFS action coming at you today. And, you know, over the weekend, only one more day till the weekend where, you know, we get all of our weekend sports, our NASCARs, our Formula Ones, our MMAs. Not sure what is all happening this weekend, but I'm sure some mix of those sports is going on. But with that being said, for those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. It's a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. Questions can come in via support. You can reach us at support at SaberSim.com. Questions can come in live in the YouTube chat, and questions can come in in the Office Hours channel. In our Discord server, if you're not in our Discord and you want to join, there is a link in the description below. Get You get access to all of our similar channels, see when lineups are released, see when Sims run for that news, see when players get scratched, uh, get access to all the individual sport channels where users and other members of the SaberSim team are interacting each and every day, talking strategy, bouncing ideas off of each other, and uh, giving and taking feedback. So a great place to be if you want to uh, you know, grow as a DFS player. But... With that being said, going to get the app pulled up here. Uh, looks like Daniel is here. What is up, Daniel? Looks like we have one question that came in a little early from FV. Thank you for getting that in. So we're going to hit this question first in, in the Discord. There's only one question in the Discord, and then we're going to jump over to the YouTube chat. If anybody has any questions, now is a great time to get those in, as always. But first question here says, what's up, Andrew? Can you help me? break down the sims of an individual player example i'm looking at lane thomas sims and it's 30 percent he'll have zero but close to 40 percent five to ten points how do you read this okay so this is a really good question so uh we'll read it for batters here so i'm going to switch over to batters i'm just looking at the main slate for today sorting by highest projected to lowest projected and i'm just going to click on the highest projected player here this is corbin carroll and what this is going to show, basically what happens is we run all of our sims for the games, right? This is a summary, so to speak, of how the player did in in uh, in different sims, right? So we have, you know, thousands and thousands of sim sims for this game. This is a uh, histogram that basically shows you um, it at a glance, you know, how wide this player's range of outcomes is. And then you can hover over any one of these bars here. And then you can see, so this says, you know, percentage of Sims, 21%. This basically means that, hey, 21% of the time, Cor Corbin Carroll scores zero points. So these are, you know, he's going over three, he's going over four, whatever it may be, right? And then, you know, he's going to have this, uh, these other outcomes at, to a lesser degree that all happen, right? But one of the most interesting things that I always look at is, you know, this guy's average projection is 10.62. He's only getting about 10.5% of the time. That is one out of 20 times. So the way he gets to this projection is that he has some Sims where he scores, you know, 35 points, uh, 33 points, 30 points. And he has some Sims, like we said, where he scores zero. And all of these outcomes average out to this 10.62 number. But it's not a good number to to optimize for basically because 
he gets this exact score so infrequently here, right? So that is why we say that, you know, average projections are are not that good for, for DFS, right? You need to know this player's range of outcomes. And we understand the range of outcomes, which is, which is you know, obviously how we come up with these graphs. So this is our way of sharing that information with you. But I wouldn't say there's a big actionable takeaway from users to use this information, right? I think that one thing that you could do is say, hey, you know, these players are very far from normally distributed, uh, very, very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Highly variant, these players are going to be, their outcomes, right, are going to be very, very wide. So one thing that you could say that on average, you know, you probably want less exposure to hitters than to pitchers, right? If we go and compare to pitchers here, what we're going to see is that these pitchers are very much closer to a normal distribution where their highest outcome is much closer to their mean projection here. And it is much more likely that they achieve this score as opposed to a hitter, right? So that that can lead you to say, hey, you know, I probably want less exposure to my hitters overall. Uh, I am okay accepting, you know, large exposures to my pitchers and, you know, take that with you into your DFS slate here. Uh, but but one of the ways that we account for this wide range of outcomes is with our adjusted ownership, right? So adjusted ownership is a metric that we created in an attempt to account for the player's variance when uh, deciding which lineups uh, get to the top of your pool here, right? And if you hover over adjusted ownership, it is going to give you just like a brief description of what it is. So it says ownership rating adjusted for average ownership at the player's position and their projected variance here. So that projected variance is the key here, right? So when we see Carbon Carroll's ownership is 16%, what we do is we go and look at his range of outcomes and say, how likely is it that he achieves his average projection? And it's, it's not that likely, right? So this adjusted ownership number ends up being higher than his actual ownership. And the reason for that is because we are negatively weighting ownership in the post build. We are, you know, trying to not play the chalkiest plays of the slate, trying to get a little different with your lineups to help you uh, get to the top of your contests here. So ownership gets like taxed in, in the Sabre score formula. So by inflating his ownership, you're actually going to get even fewer lineups with this player because we're saying, hey, treat his ownership as if it's actually 20, and then that'll just make the negative weight on on um, Sabre's score for his average adjusted ownership higher. So we are taking it into account. I think it's cool to look at. I think it's an interesting thing to see, right? You get really interesting graphs with like MMA with these binary outcomes where they either win or they lose. Uh, you have really interesting outcomes for golf where you know there's a cut and you'll see like, a small distribution, you'll see a big gap, and then you'll see a larger distribution where the the larger distribution is the time that the golfers are making the cut and making it into the weekend. So very useful. We, we are taking it into account, but that is how you ultimately read it. All right. Great question to get us started today. Uh, jumping over to the YouTube chat. First question came in from FV. FV said, when making adjustments post-build, I will often get the pop-up message that the builder is unable to meet my exposures. I will keep editing, but do not often get the red box border, which shows me what the builder can actually do and give me if I want to make a change. Why is that? Sometimes it will appear and other times it will not. Any way to know for sure when changes are accepted after. Okay, so this is a good question. 
Uh, I'm probably going to be making a YouTube video about this question because I feel like it's it's been coming in uh, quite frequently here. So I'm, I'm going to, you know, basically shorten this into like a bite-sized kind of clip and and walk you guys through what 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 your options are when you come to this point. But I would give you guys like a brief rundown of, of basically what I'm going to cover here in that video, hopefully coming out soon here. But basically what happens, right? Let's say that, you know, you're going to max out your men uniques. And that should get us pretty close here. So we're getting pretty close to the bottom of the pool. And then from there, I'm going to go to my team stacks and maybe I'm going to increase the Dodgers because I really like the Dodgers. I want them in 50% of my lineups. So boom, I get this unable to meet exposures button. So what I need to do is I need to click keep editing here. And I think the problem is going to be, which I just realized. Okay. So I have all this Tanner baby exposure. Let's, Let's try and do something here. So I'm going to increase my Mookie Betts exposure uh, to 50% just to, to try and break this. Okay. So I think I uncovered the bug here. So what happens when we cannot meet a player exposure is that we give you a red box on your players that we cannot meet. So what this is telling me is like, hey, you put 50% in your min exposure or Mookie bets, the builder is going to show you how much it can meet. So it's like, Hey, I can only give you 25%. Do you want 25% or, or not? So my options is, okay, let's just meet meet. Let's just do the 25 and then the message goes away. That's great. Let's say that, you know, I don't want the 25. I want the 50. What you should do is use the send projections and exposures button. This is another option where you're going to take all of your adjustments that you've made and you are going to send them back to the home screen and then you're going to rerun a build and then it will have those as initial inputs. So you will get more lineups closer to the exposures that you, that you wanted in the first place, right? So that is option two. Option three is you can make other adjustments to your build, such as lowering min uniques to try and meet this exposure. So I have eight min uniques. Uh, maybe I don't want to redo all the work I've done. What I can do is I can start lowering my min uniques and see if the builder can get closer to the projection that I want. So I lowered it from eight to seven. I still have the message. I lowered it to six. And the message went away and I got my 50% exposure to Mookie Betts. So in this scenario, I am trading diversity for my player exposure that I want. Um, it looks like the issue that I was talking about. So the red boxes only come up for individual players here, but they do not come up for team stacks. So basically what I think is going to happen is that you're going to get the message that you cannot meet exposures. It's not going to tell you how many Dodger stacks it can give you. But if you go over to players. Interesting. Okay. So I would consider this a bug that it does not do red boxes for team stacks. And it conversely does not give you uh, any update as to which players it is. So I will log that as a bug here. 
um, unable to meet exposure, no red box team stacks, but, but ultimately if you run into the thing and, and it's coming from here, uh, what I would do is I would just go through these and I would lower them and then see if you could find a lower value that works here. Right. So I'm going to try 30. Maybe I can only do 25. So maybe even though I wasn't getting the red box, the stack exposure was telling me what I could get. So let's try, let's try 35 for Texas. And let's try 30 for Texas. Okay. So I think that the stack exposure is telling you what the builder can meet. Um, it is just not highlighting. So, so not as serious, but it looks like it's still giving you an indication as to how many lineups it can give you. So that's what it looks like it's doing, but those are basically your three options. One trade diversity for your player exposures Two, send your exposures back to the home screen. Three, lower your exposure to whatever the builder is telling you is the max available. So those are the three options. Uh, I'm going to break that down hopefully in a video coming out soon here, but though that, that is uh, you have to weigh and figure out which option best suits you and your, you know, where you're at in your process. Uh, do you have time to go back? Is lock close? You know, all of those things kind of come into play, but really good question. FE is here. Said so thanks for explaining it. Uh, thank you. And I appreciate you getting the question in early, you know, keeps the show rolling here. All right. Uh, this is our last question at the moment from Chuck. If anybody has any questions, now's a great time to get those in. Chuck said, last Sunday was my was only my second time playing F1. I only played two lineups and one of them beat. Thanks, Andrew, for your help with understanding how the Sims were. Chuck, that is awesome, dude. Uh, so happy to hear. And, uh, you know, we, we've talked a lot, I feel, about, I feel especially this week, about playing new sports. And, you know, we've had questions like, hey, uh, you know, DFS is kind of slow in the summer. What do you suggest? And Jordan released that video about trying out new sports. So Chuck, glad to hear that you're trying out a new sport and that you are having some early success with it. So always great to hear. Glad to see people who are tuning in and, you know, putting in extra work and trying to get better, uh, getting, getting good results. So it's great. All right. So we are out of questions at the moment, but while we wait for any last questions to come in, just want to remind you guys, if you guys are not playing over on Owner's Box, would highly recommend taking advantage of our promotion. We partnered with Owner's Box at the beginning of the MLB season here. It's been a great partnership to date. A lot of the contests on Owner's Box overlay frequently here. You can find contests where they are paying you to play, where your $5 entry becomes worth you know, $6 when the contest starts, you can find rake free contests. You can find reduced rake contest as well. The user base is softer than what you're going to find on DraftKings, FanDuel, or Yahoo. And if you use promo code Saber or SaberSim, when you sign up, one, you can get a $500 deposit bonus. And then two, you can earn free months of SaberSim just by playing on the site and nothing else. So each time you hit one of these entry fee thresholds, you will have the option to cash in on your free month or wait for the next pay tier and ca and cash in on that free month when, once you hit that level. And then once you cash in on your free month, we will reset your tracking to zero. You will automatically start earning towards your next free month. And there is no limit on the amount of credit you can earn while the promotion lasts. 
But with that being said, everybody, um, you know, I, I cover I, the one thing I was thinking about covering if we had a little downtime was the thing that FV talked about here. So uh, I feel like that question has been coming in a lot. Going to try and get some more detailed information out on that topic for you guys. I'm going to log the bug about no red boxes for the team stacks here. But aside from that, if you guys are building lineups throughout the day, question pops in your head, drop it in the office hours channel or drop it in the stream. The streams are scheduled for the week here. You can just click on the stream on the YouTube and then drop the question in early like FV did. All of those methods help us to have a steady queue of questions to get started with when the show starts. That It helps me out a bunch here while people continue to tune in and ask more questions. But until tomorrow, take care. Good luck in your contest. I will see you all. Thanks. Bye.